Hi everyone, welcome to Chips in the Night, the punny gay slumber party you wish you did, but never had. <laughs> we are never going to get that right. <laughs> wait, 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 I gotta, gotta, you gotta listen, I believe in you. Hi everyone, welcome to Chips in the Night, the gay... <laughs> the gay. The gay. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Alright, hi everyone, thank you for listening. So just a quick PSA, Josh and I are both very comfortable with our sexuality. I'm not. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Just to let you know that in this episode, we do use some language that could be um, perceived as rude or offensive or distasteful based on where you're coming from. But for us, it really is about reclaiming words that have been used against us and making them part of our vocabulary. Yeah, and the way we sort of interact with the world. So if you're someone who finds um, particular words to refer to gay men offensive, you may not enjoy this episode quite as much, um, but I think you should still listen anyway. Goodbye. Hi everyone, welcome to Chips in the Night, the punny gay slumber party you never had but wish you did. I'm Josh, and is this a church's chicken? Because there's two truths and a thigh. Okay, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> two truths and a thigh. <laughs> Hi, and I'm Andrew, and I'm on the wrong track, baby, but I was born this way. So it's our fifth episode, and for today we're doing something a little different. On our last episode, we ended up recording for like four and a half hours of <laughs> internet quizzes. And so we're going to bring you part two of internet quizzes to celebrate April Fool's Day because, haha, gotcha. JK, Fool. yeah. <laughs> not a new episode. You thought you were talking about lies, but... But that was the lie. That was so the we're lie. technically still on the theme. That's true. We didn't mislead you. Hey. You misled yourself by believing us. So for today, we're going to bring you a part two of our internet quizzes episode where Josh and I learned that we are homophobic. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> not really, though, but a little. But, I mean, not actually. Yeah, in a way that we're allowed to joke about it because we are the biggest faggots. <laughs> yeah, just in case either of us, like, runs for office someday or, like, is in a position where this matters, we are not actually homophobic. Correct. I mean, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. We're not. Um, so for today, to get us started, maybe we can talk a little bit about some of the lies we've been told in, or the lies we have told onto others. Yeah. Be the lie you want to see in the world. Be the thigh you want to see in the world. Are you hungry? Full circle. <laughs> you keep talking about chicken thighs. Hungry for thighs. Okay, sorry. Um, okay, so lies that I've been told. Okay, so um, a couple of episodes ago, I think it might have been the first episode that we recorded, but I mentioned like this art gay that you know took me to the beach and then like oh, yeah. bought expensive art at the art gallery or whatever so i was like okay dating a daddy dating an older person that's fine i could see no matter how mu how casual i want things to be i kind of like see whether or not there's going to be a potential future mm -hmm. like it's one thing hooking up with anybody of legal age that's fine yeah. but like when it's you know comes to long-term relationships that's like a different thing so i was like okay this person is like i don't know 15 20 years according to his profile above my age that's fine mm -hmm. um but then he mentioned something in passing being like oh yeah i it was like either like oh i graduated this year or like i fought in the civil war you, right it, yeah. it was like some thing where it, it cemented his real age and i was like wait i i said all like i thought you were blank age and he acted as if the age that he listed was like never even a thing but like <gasps> we met um he gaslighted, gaslighted you. Gaslot. Gaslot you. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that we we matched on both OkCupid and Tinder. So it's like he didn't, like, screw up one, right? It was both. So it was, I guess, intentional. Unless, yeah. like, they were linked to Facebook or something where you, like, put in a year 
that was fraudulent. Maybe his grandchildren made the profile for him, and he didn't know how to change the age. Right. That happens with many of the men you date. With, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I was, like, I thought you were this age, and it's like, it wouldn't be a rule breaker if it was just something totally casual. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's different. Being whatever age is one thing, but lying about it is a very different thing. Yeah. I feel like I don't have a super strong age preference, but I feel like I have a more narrow window than you do. Like, you're more forgiving of an age and I feel like it's if you own up to it and be like yeah I'm 60 and that's very different from being like oh I'm just like 21 yeah. right but then you find out they're 80 because you see their social security check coming in the mail or whatever <laughs> for example par example mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's I guess that's like one of the things and yeah I don't like it was weird because the lie was it was such a vast difference like I don't like if we're doing something casual and you need to lie about a couple of years whatever mm-hmm. right like we're just gonna have a night and yeah. I'm never gonna we're gonna wave to each other in the streets but it's like for something where we've been seeing each other for a couple months and then I discovered that it was like a 10 year lie that's a big discrepancy it was a huge discrepancy <laughs> it was yeah, yeah is there know. a limit like you're like plus or minus five years or like if somebody says like i'm 33 but you find out they're like 40 is that see the thing is is that like it's kind of in some ways multi-layered because if you have like a to cake. like a cake mm. like a old rotting no, <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm joking no but like for me it's like i could eat you have number one there's the lie but number two it's like why did you lie yeah. you know what i mean because it's like i already saw your picture i already liked it so it's like, your dick. like right yeah. so it's like what's the what's the tea here and so I don't really care how old you are, but it's like, if it, if it, um... If you act like a certain... Yeah, if, if yeah. well, if you act in a way that interferes with the way that we interact with each other, how we view the world, yeah. then that's different. Yeah. Especially that's if we're going to do something long-term. Does it make sense? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I would feel the same way. Like, I would be willing to date somebody within, like, you know, probably like a 10 or 15. Yeah, same. Like, probably not in either direction, because on one direction, that's... It, yeah, it, it dips too low. It dips yeah, too yeah. low, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, 10 or 15 up at least. But I think, yeah, for me, it's more about, like, what's our partnership going to look like? Yeah. You know, are you going to be, you know, wanting to go to the country club all the time? Actually, and realistically, I'm going to be the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if the person wants to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the one who's just like, can we just stay in tonight? Right. And he's like, no, I want to I wanna go dancing. I'm like, I married an old man, so I wouldn't have to go dancing. <laughs> yeah. No, that's but yeah, I think that's true. I think it's also like the confidence. Because I know that's a big thing yeah. for you. And like for me, I don't think I've ever had anybody lie egregiously about their age. Like probably been off by like a few years or something. Um, but I did. I remember one guy in, spe- in specifically who uh, I was excited to meet him. I remember because like he was, I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast because I'm going to drag him a little bit. Um, but, but we had met on like Tinder or something. We'd been texting for a little while. He was a lawyer. Well, he was a law student. And we've been talking, like, it seemed like it was going really good. He was, like, cute in his pictures, whatever. So I go down to meet him. And as soon as I get there, I'm like, I couldn't find him. He was, like, right there, and I couldn't find it because his pictures were so out of date that that didn't look like him anymore. Like, the pictures were at least a couple of years old and at least, like, probably 30 pounds different. And, like, I don't have, like, a strong, like, size preference. Like, I've dated bears. I've dated twinks. I've dated, like... All the other animals, otters, lions. Right. But when the thing that you... Octopus. <laughs> Octopus. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, as you're inferring... It's, it's like... the honesty. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly... And it's also like, I don't know, you should... It, it, yeah, it just it, it threw the whole thing off. And it wasn't just that. Like, when I got there, I was like, okay, this is not a good... Like, the, whatever conversation I thought we were having over text, like, I think I misinterpreted that. Um, not just because of, like, the... He was not he was not that girl I knew he was. Um 
So I like we watched a TV show. I I did genuinely have a headache, but I kind of played it up as if I had a worse headache. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I gotta go. I have a headache. Bye. So side note, what do you think about people who have photos on their profile about like them like five years ago and currently? That's also confusing. Oh, interesting. I feel like it's fine as long as it's labeled or like there's some way to indicate because like I feel like I've definitely been swiping on guys and it's like here's the there's clearly a before and after, but I don't know which one's before and which one's after. And it's like, like unless they're holding up a copy of like the New York Times from that day. <laughs> yeah <laughs> for like photographic evidence that it's real <laughs> like I don't know or like one of those actor slate things yeah <laughs> well no that's the thing though it's like I just thought of it now like we've spent a year in quarantine we're, yeah. we're not allowed to go anywhere but you still want to show that you, you're like interesting so it's like yeah you're still going to show that picture of you holding up a fish or whatever Ugh. apparently that's a straight person thing what, what do you what do we know about straight people yeah <laughs> Bridget, if you're listening, please come on the podcast. You can tell us all about. Please, we need to be educated about the. We should get Bridget on the podcast. I would love that. Yeah. But yeah, Uh, all that to say. um, Yeah. Have you ever had anybody like lie to your face on a date in a way that was like very obvious? I've had dates where I'm like, you should have told a lie because that was a bad truth. Yeah. Maybe that's the better question. What are the truths that they should have lied about? Well, I was thinking, I was like going through my brain, and I was like, okay, there was this one guy who. He may or may not listen to this. I don't know. So, you know, we were at the mix um, back when we could go to bars. And we were, we go into the conversations as you do. You know, we're listening to music. And then the uh, subject comes about where it's like, oh, who's your favorite pop diva? Mm -hmm. And I'm not one to judge about music. You can listen to whoever you want. But when it comes to your favorite pop diva, like that says a lot about the person. So I was like, I think at the moment I said Rihanna because, hello, Rihanna. Mm -hmm. And then he said Megan Trainer. <laughs> That's right. He That's, said Megan Trainer. Is that homophobic? Well, like I and I don't I don't judge you for liking Megan Trainer, but if that's your top, like your diva, is she even a diva? Right. It, like, are you gonna put that in your I definition like, of diva? No, you need to put in the work to become a diva. And she has right. not been on the scene for. I actually know nothing about her except for that one song she did. <laughs> no travel. That was her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all about that base. That makes sense about the no trouble then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she just seems like the, I think somebody made a... She feels like the old Navy of divas. Exactly. So somebody made a comment online about how it was like Walmart held a contest for like pop diva yeah. and she's the one that won. <laughs> Which like so mean. Is, is so mean, but it's like, I kind of see where that yeah. comes from. I don't know. Because she's not edgy. That's the what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I also think, like, there's a difference between diva and, like, solid performer. She's a good performer, like, good music. Zero questions about that. Yeah. Diva is a different category. Yes. So so the way the diva that... is a female version of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to bring that in. So the thing about uh, Megan Trainor is that she she's kind of like... It's already a kid's bop song. Yeah, exactly. And that's unfair to say because she has kind of tried to veer into edgy with some of her music. Um, this is just a Megan Trainor podcast now. Um, ew. Cut that out. It's not even like a Megan Trainor hate or love. It's like a Megan Trainor is fine podcast. Yeah, it's Megan Trainor is fine. We're trying to like, yeah, define her, um, I guess her appeal. But yeah, I guess she's like you, someone you bring on to Kids Bop and you don't need to change. You know, they made WAP for Kids Bop. What? How? And it's it's so funny. Wet-ass pineapples? <laughs> what? It's, it's wet-ass pizza. 
Ew. <laughs> yeah, it's literally talking about pizza, and it's like certified tasty, like seven days a week or something. It's like oh, so funny. So awful. It's so funny because it's like, why would you even try to take that song and put it into kids? Just box? let it be. It's so funny. Oh my god. That's like taking porn and like bl- like censoring all of it and then putting it like out in the world. Like yeah. we, we know it's porn. It's like putting a Teletubby ha- head on somebody fucking. Yeah, exactly. It's like. This is not for children, Mama. Exactly. <laughs> also, like, wet-ass pizza is bad. <laughs> yeah. So, you're getting the song all wrong, from what I understand of the song. There you go. Um, I am offended. I'm disgusted. Disgusting. <laughs> we should get her on the podcast. We're, yeah, that, can you imagine? I wonder, how, I wonder how she's doing, yeah. Someone should, someone should reach out. So, yeah, this week is kind of our April Fool's episode, because April Fool's tomorrow, um, where we got you by telling you we would have an episode prepared, but we're just going to replay your stuff from last week instead. Um, so we can go ahead and hand it over to uh, our guest co-hosts, Josh and Andrew, from the past. <laughs> so we're going to do a homophobia questionnaire from Frontline by PBS. Um, but this literally came out in like 1991 or something. It's very old. The website's so old, the scoring is broken. Oh, so we'll, we'll have to like count it ourselves? Is that what you mean? How do you mean? I, don't, I mean, I don't think we need to. Like, I think we can just like, just go through questions. Okay. Because like, that's cool. the, that's the fun part. Um, so I will, we can, we can just take turns reading these again. Sure. It'll work. Um, all right. So this is on PBS. This I don't know if we said that. PBS.org slash W. Just honestly, Google. I To find this, I Googled gay online quiz. And and I found this. Perfect. Well, actually, first I found, like, I found quizzes, like, are you homophobic? But then I also found, like, are you heterophobic? Which was also fun. <laughs> Basically, if you're working, stop and do online quizzes. <laughs> Uh, okay. Just really quick here. Yeah. I looked at some of these questions, and some of the questions themselves are homophobic. Oh, fully. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is why it's, like, it's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to be clear, we are not homophobic. No. We, we are gays, and we like gays. Um, but it's just funny. So this is a, a one to five scale. One meaning strongly agree. Five meaning strongly disagree. So that's like the scale they're giving us. But we can just like give our answers in words. So the first question is, gay people make me nervous. Agree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I get nervous around gays. You know, I walk by Dolores Park and there are gays hanging out in the time of pandemic and there are gays yeah. hanging out in Puerto Vallarta. So absolutely they make me nervous. Yeah. And I, I, know, I know those aren't like all, like those aren't the majority of gays, but it's like the gays are, Yeah. you know, the gays. We are the gays. The gay, like the copyright gays. Like the, yes. the like gays TM or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like, yeah, when I walk into a club and, I, like, and my friends aren't there yet, I don't know anybody, I'm like, yeah, I get nervous. Thank you. Yeah. Or the gyms. Ugh, I hate going to the gyms. God. Okay. The worst. Question number two. Gay people deserve what they get. No, they deserve better. <laughs> also, what does that mean? They deserve yeah. what they get. So that already implies they a get certain bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, exactly. So it's like deserve what they get. What is they like? Do you mean what the image was of that time, or do you mean like they deserve what they get? Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm what does ass- that mean? I'm assuming it's very much like they get hate crimed and it's fine. Right. Or could it mean like they have rights and it's fine? I'm assuming it's the hate crime thing. Yeah, that's why the wording. That's what I looked at that question. I'm like, yeah, this is if it's already assuming of the bad thing. I feel like that's already homophobic. Yeah. So so, so no, gay people deserve better. Is what. Is yeah. Nice. So what does that strongly disagree? Yeah, I guess so. What What is yours? Uh, number four. If I discovered a friend was gay, I would end the friendship. Yeah. 
I would if I discovered a friend was gay versus like like if we've been friends for five years and they come out I'm like girl you're right I would like wh- where have you been where have you been when I've been gay this whole time yeah exactly I would end the friendship because of that no, <laughs> I would still be their friend <laughs> I would be surprised though if somebody came out to me like if it was a friend who I'd known for a long time and like I'm very gay so I had somebody um, who I barely knew but we were like in different grades in high school and they'd like send me a message like hey I thought I would reach out and I was like oh they're gonna tell me they're gay and they're like so I just wanted some advice because I'm balding I'm like you <sighs> fucking wow. asshole that is homophobic <laughs> So, so I was like, you know what? Fine. Uh, t- tell me you're balding and ask the advice. That's fine. But that was, yeah, that That's was so that rude. Was yeah. uh, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. So, number six, I think it's funny. I make derogatory remarks about gay people. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, Hello. I mean, yeah, same. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm homophobic. But only I mean, like. Because we're gay. <laughs> only gays broadly or gays specifically. So, like, I'll make derogatory remarks around like gay people generally like oh gay people can't drive hands yeah or like rupaul is terrible like yeah the specific like but i won't make like oh the gays don't deserve rights right well i mean we don't but (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding we do (laughs) um yeah so that's that's an easy one yeah that's an easy one yeah true check okay um i enjoy the company of gay people i mean yeah, but also no. This is not a nuanced quiz because yeah. it's like <laughs> it's very blunt. Yeah, it's very blunt. Um, like yes, but no, because it's like, are they? What kind of gay person are they? Yeah, exactly. Like the way that this quiz is putting it is like, I enjoy. Like you know what I mean? It's like you're holding mm-hmm. the idea of gay as if it's like a dirty tissue. Yeah, that's what this is. So um. <laughs> feel free to skip through these, by the way, because I know some of these are are I'm yeah, laughing so hard inside of these. Um, I like I make re- derogatory remarks like faggot or queer to people I suspect are gay. Yes, hello, <laughs> people you suspect though. <laughs> I feel like two people I know are gay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Two people yeah. who I suspect are gay. Well, I mean, just because you're they, you sp- suspect that they're gay, like as a gay person, you're still allowed to use those terms. That's true. I'm I'm allowed. I yeah. Have I think for me, like, I, I will use those terms. Look, queer I will use, like, many words, fine. But I think, like, the faggot in particular, like, I will use that, like, with people who I, like, know well and, like, know that they're, like, comfortable with it. Yeah. But I think I, I do tend to, like, err on the side of caution with that one. That's true. As a, like, if, I'm, if I don't know somebody that well, if I don't know their experience, because I know, like... When that word has been used as a weapon, it can be hard to, like, work around that. It's, it's um, funny that you... Yeah, there's a, a strong kind of generational divide with that word i'm okay using it around as you said people who are comfortable with it Mm -hmm. some people are not right um it's kind of like similar to certain words like bitch Mm -hmm. i do think like i won't use like i will use faggot as like to describe like behavior like oh my god like like i'll use it in a positive way but it's not a word i would ever use like in a negative way like i wouldn't be like oh he's such a faggot i don't think i would feel comfortable using in a way of like insulting someone that's fair i would use it to like praise them because like that is like, like a yes do- faggot yeah <laughs> exactly i would use like that like, that is something that like i like sir this is a play an elementary <laughs> school play so this is an army <laughs> <laughs> that's right because one time yeah. i actually we um remember that time i, I almost got into a bar fight because you a faggot yeah and you got angry and that's how we that got into the right, fight yeah. and you were like i just know he was from boston i remember so. you saying like oh don't use it as a insult or something that's and then insult. that's when it started yeah so thank you for defending me you're welcome, Paget. I have to bleep so much of this. Episode. I am looking forward to it. 
Okay. It does not matter to me whether my friends are gay or straight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it absolutely matters. My friend, like, I made a friend online. I love social media in this time because it's like I made a lot of online friends. But, like, he was like, oh, I miss the times where um, my straight friends would send dick pics to the group chat in- before they send yeah. it to... Um, their dates to make sure that the dick pic was okay. I'm like, when? That's what? not a thing. Where? That is not a thing. If it is a thing, please tell us. Do we even have a straight friend? I don't know a single heterosexual. That's the thing. It's like, is that some? Is that something that people do? Is they send their dick pics to their either their friends or their gay friends for like approval? No, that's, that is not a thing. I feel like that's a specific person or it's like a fetish but it was like a meme and i I was like you're this is like a meme that was like it's not a thing but you want to normalize it so you make it a meme so then you question it and then you like do it but like that is not a thing it's like guerrilla marketing or something yeah exactly i mean i would love it if it were a thing because i feel like that would be a good like symbiotic relationship yeah like i need feedback like, the, the straight man needs feedback. The gay people need dick in their lives. So everybody wins. I've had um, straight women be like, do you want to see this dick pic I just got? And I'm like, don't do that. But also, but also please, do that. please, please show me. Yeah, I feel like most, not all, definitely not all, but like most of like my straight girlfriends have either seen or like know about their boyfriend's dicks. Yeah. Like in some capacity. It's just very normal. Totally. Um, yeah. Straight girls love showing off their boyfriend's dicks. It's fine. Um, so all that to say it does matter whether or not my friends are gay or straight especially yeah. as gay people exactly I feel like the, the bar is higher for straights like you have to be like for a gay like you just have to be like alive yeah and you know more or less functioning well that's not true you have to try a little harder <laughs> but like for but for straights you have to be pretty good like yeah. you can't be average straight and like come ride this train mm-hmm. so to my two straight friends <laughs> Cut them too. <laughs> um, know that you've arrived. You made it. Yeah, you've you've you've, re- you've passed, passed the, the line. Interviews. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm gonna skip a couple ahead yeah. here. I tease and make jokes about gay people. I mean, yeah, duh. Yeah, that's Relax. correct. <laughs> I like this next one. I feel that you cannot trust a person who is homosexual. That is know. that is so like, what is that? The lavender scare? Like yeah, 1970s propaganda. You can't trust gay people to do you yeah know, all that whatever. Was it the Cold War? Mm-hmm. You know, gays are gossips. Yeah. At least that's what the stereotype is. But I wouldn't say that you couldn't trust a homosexual. In fact, I would. Uh, <laughs> homosexuals, I feel. I hate saying the term. Using the word homosexuals as a noun because that sounds like yeah. a homophobic doctor from the 90s. Like, yeah. the homosexuals. We're better at keeping secrets. Is that true? I mean, we spent years in the closet. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. So, okay, so I mean, actors. we might be gossipy, but we yeah. also respect serious secrets we're not like if you told me that you're like you know a serious secret about like you know about coming out or whatever obviously i'll keep it secret but if it's like you told me like lillian like shat herself at a barnes and noble i'm gonna talk about it you told (laughs) me you wouldn't tell (laughs) i'm joking who's lillian i don't know (laughs) i don't know anyone named lillian okay so yeah gays are more or less reliable um let's see i know you these good I have damaged property of a gay person, such as keying their car. I mean, first of yes, all, can we talk about property, can but... we talk about how keying is yeah. in quotation marks here? It's so weird. Such as keying their yeah. car. I don't think I've ever keyed a homosexual's car. Well, as a top, you've, I'm sure you've damaged some buttholes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm a gentle lover. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel like I've <laughs> if I've damaged property of a gay person, it's not because they're gay; it's because they're bad. Yeah, exactly. or also because I'm upset. Or because 
I'm clumsy. Not exactly. as I, I was keying, <laughs> in quotation key-ing, marks, the yeah. car. Yeah, so, so yes, but no. Yeah. Okay, so next question. I would feel uncomfortable having a gay roommate. <laughs> no, actually, I mean, I've only had gay roommates for right, just, like, same. a little while. So no. I would, I would feel uncomfortable having a straight roommate. I've had a straight roommate, and it was not a good time. Yeah, about, like, what, that three or four years ago? Yeah, it was a couple years ago. We we thankfully we had our own bathrooms. Um, yeah, he never cleaned his. It was disgusting. I never did either. But but it's different when it's your mess versus like somebody else's mess. Well, I I got the bathroom that only had a shower, and he had a bathroom with the bathtub, and that's homophobic. He left the bathroom door open, and you could always see it when you were like leaving the house. And I was like, that is not the tea. Like if I can see, if I notice the disgusting details of your bathroom from the living room because your door is ajar, you're straight. Yeah. <laughs> that should, we should do that quiz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you answer yes to any of these things, then you must be straight. Yes. Um, okay, let's see. Um, it bothers me to see two homosexual people together in public. I feel like for me, it's yes only because I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want... <laughs> and they're happy that I'm lonely. So that... Not because they're gay, it's because they're together or and and or not wearing a mask or something yeah exactly <laughs> okay this one this the next one is funny when i see a gay person i think what a waste <laughs> i mean yeah okay then we need to unload this sentence because it's like what does it mean when you see a gay person and what does it mean what a waste like it doesn't mean I'm like it means like oh they they're not gonna have children or whatever like they're not gonna like fuck me that <laughs> Like, it, it's so funny that like looking back at this 90s quiz that was yeah. like the train of thought like oh what a waste they could have xyz when in fact no i feel like gay people are richer mm-hmm. we are more successful not all the time but like and i don't have the numbers i'm just hyping I do, us actually. up oh you do <laughs> I, I have a server i'll send it to you oh okay there you um, go. so is, is what i'm saying true no oh <laughs> but it sounds right <laughs> no i think like, you're right like they're in many cases, like, gays are, like, have more income or whatever. But, yeah, like, broadly, we don't. The straights are still winning, unfortunately. Because um, they do... I'll, we'll edit this out. everything. <laughs> but I think um, I... It's funny now. Like, some of these questions are now, like, the opposite. So, like, when I see a straight person, I'm like, oh, what a way. Right, yeah, yeah, be yeah, such yeah. a good homosexual. That is so You can have funny. such a better life. And, and, and it's funny because we do separate sexuality from culture such that mm. we can see a gay person who is not gay with a capital G yeah. and vice versa there are a couple of like straight people um, like a lot of Harry women styles. for example oh. who well another example of somebody who is you know straight or identifies as straight and they kind of bleed into you know gay culture whether or not you can consider that appropriation mm. who knows it's, that's another yeah. topic for another day um Gay baiting, some people call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember what the question was. I'm just going on and on. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, I think maybe last one. Um, when I meet someone, I try to find out if he or she is gay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. There are these teachers in high school. They would refer to their other person as a partner. And oh, I feel like I that, that. Is, that is the gayest way to refer to your significant other's partner. Yeah. My partner. And now, like, everybody... Whenever everybody says partner, now we don't know whether or not it's a gay or straight thing. But I feel yeah. like back in the, the noughts, back in the 2000s, like, whenever somebody said partner, you would assume that they're gay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Which I think is maybe why people, like, try to normalize it. So that way they're like... I think the idea was like, oh, if we all say partner, then saying partner won't make you come out. But also, 
No, because gays need that information. Yeah. Don't hide. Like, don't force me into your closet. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's in that particular chemistry teacher, um, when we actually found out that she had a male partner, we were kind of like disappointed. Like, oh, I thought you were, I thought you were lesbian. You could have been so much better than this. What a waste. And she was like, she taught chemistry and physical education. Gay. So it's like, gay. Hello. (laughs) So you're like, what is going on? Is this Stranger Things? So I think, so the scoring on this thing does not work. It's broken. And also we didn't even do all of them, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we are homophobic. <laughs> so, uh, so if you're listening to the, this is now the homophobic gay slumber party you never had, but wish you did. Well, we're allowed to be gay yeah. and like critical and of our own community because yeah. we belong to it and we can do that. Yeah. And it's not even like critical. It's more just like. I think we're both at a position within our gayness or within our like life that we can sort of like laugh at things and be like approach things from a different perspective. Yes. As opposed to just being like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's the same thing as like me being Filipino and pointing out like the toxic Filipino things that we do or me hating on like particular like, um, custom, not customs, but like um, things that we pass down attitudes and whatever and like yeah. making fun of them because they either should not exist or they're just fun to make fun of, right? And it's the same thing that we could do with being gay or other cultures that we belong to. Yeah, I feel like there's a difference between like in-group jokes and like funny or like whatever versus out-group. Like, I can make fun of my brothers but if somebody else makes fun of my brothers then I'm like, no, no, no. Exactly. You don't get to do that. Exactly. Like, I get to do that. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a different. Like, you can... It's coming from a place of love. Yes. To, to be like, yes, faggot. But because I love yes, you. And, yes, faggot and. <laughs> yeah. That's our improv. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. What a, you know, blast from the past. I know. Ancient history already. Ancient <laughs> history. History. There you go. Um, well, so I was listening back to like our discussion there and it got me thinking a lot about sort of like the in-group and out-group and the way that, like, gatekeeping functions historically. Um, And so I promise this will all connect by the time I get done with my little rant. Um, But, so, not many people know or want to acknowledge this, but for most of our, for most of U.S. history, like, we didn't have borders. Like, there were, this was a borderless country. In that, like, people were, like, constantly moving across the borders, and it was more, like, more or less okay. The first Restrictive Immigration Act was 1875, and it specifically targeted a few groups of people, um, uh, people who were felons, people who were um, in, essentially indentured servants, and then like specifically Asian women who were um, potentially sex workers, essentially. like They were trying to stop Asian women from coming to the U.S. in order to engage in sex work. Um, that was their stated goal. It ended up banning essentially all... Asian women, which I think is especially interesting. So we're recording this on, is it March? It's March. It's March, March 17th. Um, and we're sort of seeing that legacy of like anti-Asian women violence. Like that is still a huge part of our culture. Um, and it's interesting that was the very first immigration law. The very first time the federal government said, we need to keep a certain group of people out of our country. The single group that was like racially identified was Asian women. Um, it was part of this big movement in the late 1800s and early 1900s around really defining all of these groups that are need to be kept out for various reasons because they're sort of foreign invaders that will pollute the body, like the sort of pure white body of America as they sort of imagined it. 
And so it was like Asian women. It was like poor laborers who they didn't want to like come and steal American jobs or whatever, which we still like that rhetoric is still. Very, still exists. Exactly. It's yeah. still very common. People with certain diseases were also kept out. All of those diseases were already here. Yeah. So it was like, it was a lot of these things where they're trying to put walls around um, like literal physical or like, you know, legal walls around like who can come in and who can't. Um, and what it, what it ended up doing was to define who's in that sort of charmed circle that is allowed to be in and it's allowed to stay in. Um, and it was really around like white middle class um, sort of values, heterosexuality. Um, and I think that's where it comes back to the discussion we were just having um, in our previous episode. The quizzes seem fun and mm-hmm. whatever, but like it's clear that they're trying to make you fit into a particular personality or box yeah. or a way of being. Exactly, because even like the quizzes we were doing from like the early two thousands, like there is an obviously a right answer. Like you're not supposed to be like I was the desperate dater or right. whatever. Like you're supposed to be. And it's, it's a different goal now than it was in the 1880s, but they're still functioning the same way to try and say, like, this is the ideal form. And whether keeping that out through, you know, Cosmo quizzes or through immigration policy or through, um, like, other sorts of exclusionary rhetoric or laws, like, they're all working together to really create an image of, like, who belongs in the U.S., who belongs as part of the society, um, and who belongs in public? Who has a right to a public space? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we we see the continued effects of that now with like violence enacted against people who are perceived not to belong because of all of these things. And again, it's not Cosmo Magazine's fault. Uh, maybe a little. Uh, but, but, but I think all of these things together, it's worth acknowledging that there's a history here. And there is like the, the violence that we see today is because it is predicated on hundreds of years yeah. of exclusionary rhetoric, of racist rhetoric that's really geared around white supremacy, yeah. like defining Americanness as whiteness, defining Americanness as heterosexuality, mm-hmm. defining Americanness as middle class. Like all of these things are violent in themselves and they perpetuate future violence yeah that's the thing it's like with um white supremacy a lot of people like to boil it down to white supremacy being um just these violent attacks against minorities but Mm -hmm. it's like white supremacy frames what we see how Mm -hmm. we're the right way of talking yeah um who gets seen Mm -hmm. um and it is all the way from violent attacks all the way to things that seem covert and fun like these quizzes that we yeah. see right um again not to shit on cosmo yeah. but like it is a small um you know uh symptom as part of a, the greater mm-hmm. problem of white supremacy yeah absolutely i think it's it's okay to acknowledge that there's a like a, a range and a gradient and a spectrum like yeah. cosmo is not responsible for that many hate crimes probably some at least a few honestly i mean uh <laughs> but all of these all of these yeah all these things work together to create um, and perpetually reinforce these systems. Exactly. Um, and you can do a Cosmo quiz and have fun, and it's great. We did. We made a whole podcast episode of it. Actually, we made two podcast episodes yeah. about it. Um, but I think it's also important to to keep that history and that legacy in mind and think about like all of these things. What are the norms and ideas and assumptions that are being perpetuated, whether it's through a silly online quiz or through you know big national policies? Exactly. And that is how Cosmo... Anti-Asian racism, homophobia, and lies all connect together. There you go. I mean... That's my dissertation if you're listening, so... (laughs) (laughs) It's not. 
Bing, bang, bong, <laughs> sing, sing, sing. No, but um, yeah, it's I, I, I don't think I don't I don't think they're a stretch at all. I think there are a lot of things that are more connected than me think they are. Yeah, I was actually listening to a podcast the other day. I'm cheating on our podcast already. Um, I think it was the Bay. It was some local podcast talking about how single family housing was literally designed to exclude people of color from white neighborhoods, and I had mm. never realized that before. Even like very ob- like benign housing policy, it was designed in order to like meet a certain goal, and it's probably still doing that. Yeah. Tune in next week for more depressing <laughs> facts about how things are terrible. No, but it's true. Like, and I didn't realize that was like a thing with like historians. That's really interesting. It's like you know you look at certain things like in the wine industry where it's like we use a particular vocabulary and it's like why do we use that it's because we want to create uh, a vocabulary that you know you want to sell to the clients or whatever but mm-hmm. it's like who are the clients then we must ask it's yeah. like who are we selling to is it you know people that know what all these exotic fruits taste like you know what i mean like it's like we, we're trying to lose yeah we're, exactly you have to ask who the audience is and you know it, it's thankfully a, a movement that's getting more steam in terms of um just kind of changing the language that we use and appealing to different markets um and not having to cater your language and how you talk about wine mm-hmm. to just a primarily um, male white audience. We should do an episode like focus more on your like work and your writing because I feel like to be fair I don't read that much about wine. But the bits same. I... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> not true. Uh, the bits I do read that aren't written by you, I'm like, what is a stone fruit even? Yeah. Is it a stone or is it a fruit? Someone tell me. Um, but, but then I read your writing and it's like, oh, this makes sense now. Mm. Like, the, you're, you explain things in a way that's much more approachable and friendly. And, like, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like I need to, you know, have a 401k in order to know what these mean. Right. Yeah. Sure 401k. <laughs> 401k. Hey. It, it's so funny because there's, like, a group of people who like to shit on stupid and complicated tasting notes that are ridiculous but Mm -hmm. it's like the way you talk about wine says a lot about the person and if you speak from a place that allows me to see who you are as a person that's great Mm -hmm. because the wine is one thing but if i'm if i can learn something about you know how you the writer can connect yourself to the wine and bring an illuminating experience out of it then it just goes to show that you're not a robot which is like what a lot of wine education kind of teaches us to be mm-hmm. sorry i'm going on a tangent here no, <laughs> like we're not even talking about the thing we're supposed to be talking about but... we'll cut all of this out for our next episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we're gonna keep like <laughs> i don't even know what that is like hops hopping but no i think it is like because there is a place for like long complicated tasting notes that are like super precise and whatever like i think it's like what we need to be able to do is understand like that kind of writing has a specific audience yes. and don't say you're writing for X when you're actually writing for Y and that's okay. Yeah, like totally. I know there are historians or like there are theorists who write like in a very complicated convoluted way. That's like, it takes you an hour to read a sentence, Yeah, but like that's necessary in order to express the ideas they want to express yeah. or they're writing for people who just enjoy that kind of reading. Yes. And that's totally fine. But don't claim to be doing something else. Exactly. And it, it kind of links into gatekeeping in a sense mm-hmm. where it's like, if you have that one style of writing or communicating, don't make it, don't shame other people or don't... Yeah. Um, Yours isn't better. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's make room for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's room for everybody. everybody. <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's, I guess, kind of links into the whole... Yeah, there you go. 
this was a good conversation. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's just like somebody like cleaning like their brushes and yeah. brushes. They're like, oh shit, this is a good conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm learning so much. Okay, so um, we're moving into our last segment here, which is chips on the table, and we're gonna talk about a good thing that happened, I guess, in the past week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that kind of brightened our week. And because I need to think of mine, I'm going to make you go first. <laughs> we need to start thinking of these ahead of time. I actually do have one. And I, I just literally right now realized it connects to lies, homophobia. It bridges all the waters. Nope. There you go. Um, so I promise... Sorry, that's a great drag name, Bridget Waters. Ooh, that is good. I think there is a Bridget Tunnel. If oh, I yeah, you're somewhere. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh, also a great drag name. Very much. Anyway, so yeah, the the um, I promise I am not sponsored by HBO, but if they would like to sponsor me, I am very open to taking corporate cash. But so I've been watching La Veneno on. Ah, uh, oh, I still haven't started it. It is so good. Really, it's like I I am in love with it. Like it's beautifully shot, like fantastic storytelling, amazing actress actresses, um, like just a really really good, well put together. I feel like. Again, not sponsored by HBO, but HBO is the one subscription where I genuinely feel like I get my money's worth every month, um, which I hate because it makes it really hard to like break up with them. Right. Because I'm always like, well, I gotta get, watch one more episode of Lovecraft Country. I gotta watch one more episode of Veneno now. Westworld. Like, can you just stop? <laughs> can HBO stop making good content? Either sponsor me so I don't have to pay for you, or stop making content so I don't have to pay for you. Stop making good content. Yeah, just bring us on to HBO. That go. way we get that HBO hey. coin and people will stop subscribing. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Exactly. Everybody wins. Yeah. Um, but no, it's really good. It's like, the reason it connects to lies is like, she, the main narrator is like somewhat of a like a exaggerator or whatever. Like that's kind of like the premise of the show is like, she's telling her memoirs, but it's like these sort of fantastical stories. Um, and that's part of the joy, I think, of watching the show is like suspending disbelief for a little bit and just like, yeah, maybe this is true. Maybe like all these things happened. And it's just like they in her experience, they did. Mm. And I, yeah, I'm just loving it. That's awesome. I feel like we kind of need to watch that magic and experience yeah. it, especially like in a time where we can't like go out and be as, you know, gay as we were before quarantine yeah. happened. So, yeah, it's very much like queer magic that I miss. Mm. Um, so I've been very much enjoying that. It's very good. It's also like just seeing, I feel like I talk about this every week, but just seeing queer people being queer together is so like It really healing. lifts you up. Yeah, yeah. It brings you from here to here. Yeah. Um, and I miss queer joy. So yeah. if you're listening and you have joy, send us some. Yeah. Uh, oh, that sounded so sad. Oh. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by depression. What <laughs> um, about you? What's something that's bringing you joy this week? So not going to lie, mine is less exciting than yours but i have to say that the thing that kind of has excited me in the past week is daylight saving time (laughs) really well i mean the thing about like being in quarantine for a year is that like you know the time the sun sets has become so much more pronounced because we're inside either working or just being cooped inside and so it becomes much more evident that the sun has set so much earlier for the past six months or so because we can't mute it by going out to bars. Um, I'd like take a walk every day and I work out every day outside. And now I don't have to like, you know, work out in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. So to speak. So mm. that's, I guess my, my little plus. 
Um, the thing is, is that like I don't think people hate daylight saving time. I think people hate the normal time, which is the time between November and April or November and March. I mean, nothing could happen to them. Th- that's true. Well, actually, that's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I don't. There's even... a moment. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, Pisces season. Ew. Ugh, no one <laughs> enjoys that. Even Pisces, they're just crying the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Because it, it's dark. Exactly. <laughs> that makes. It's all coming together now. I will say, I don't know if it was just the changing seasons or what, but like I feel like daylight daylight savings really hit me this year. Yeah. The first couple of days, I was just like, I was off kilter. I was like, what year is it? Who am I? Oh, do you mean it hit you when when the time changed so that there was more light? Yeah, I think it was just like the losing an hour. Like it threw off my like internal clock um, so that now I don't, I don't even know what day it is anymore. What time it? What time I am? Yeah, it was the night it hit. It was it was a little bit like bizarre because uh, my partner was doing his for some reason his finances at like one thirty. Uh, we were like looking at like our shared financial whatever, and I you know I feel like both me and him we sometimes randomly get in a mood where we are super productive at a random yeah. hour, and I feel like that happens to you know everybody. Uh, and suddenly I'm like, whoa, daylight saving hit, and. Suddenly it was three thirty, and he was like <laughs> doing finances. Oh my god! Which whatever. Yeah, making money. <laughs> making money moves. Gotta mind them bitcoins. E. If you have a bitcoin and you want to give it, do to you us, want to toss it our way? Yeah, <laughs> just one. We're accepting donations of bitcoin only, <laughs> or American cash, or Canadian. <laughs> or Canadian. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Chips in the Night, the punny gay slumber party you never had but always wish you did. Ooh, I think that was the first time take. I've ever gotten it right. One take. <laughs> and yes. now we ruined it by talking about it. <laughs> That's okay. We'll keep it anyway. I'm Andrew. And I'm Josh. In case you just started listening. <laughs> yeah, the, the tail end minutes. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are on at 2 Midnight Snacks, the number, not the letter. Yes. Yeah, the number. <laughs> I have to think about it too. <laughs> I don't what know. What is the number? I haven't been in kindergarten until so I don't remember it's when. It's been a while. Like. The pronoun, not the preposition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, two Midnight Snacks on Twitter and Instagram. We are also on Facebook and we are on most of the listening apps. So like and subscribe to all your friends and join us next week and every week. Oh, yeah. For our slumber party. Yes, yes, yes. Getting your best PJs. Bring cookies. Honestly, PJs. mail us cookies. Broccoli. Send us bitcoins or cookies. Bitcoins or cookies. But like, Bitcoin's the electronic ones, and then cookies, not the electronic ones, because electronic yeah. cookies are a thing, right? When they ask you, when you visit a website. Yeah, I don't want those cookies. Yeah, 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 no, give us edible cookies. Yes. All right. <laughs> Probably gonna cut all of this. Outro music. Outro, outro music. music. Outro we music. have to do outro music now, and I don't know how to sing along. <laughs> do, 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 do. Ah. Well, I wasn't recording. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can see it moving. I know. <laughs>